Thank you again for joining us for today's Friday Gallery Talk, and welcome to anyone who's just joining us. Please note that today's um, talk will be recorded for podcast on the Horshorn website and on iTunes. Today, Horshorn Assistant Curator Melissa Ho discusses Salvatore Scarpitta's snowshoe sled. Melissa, who has been with the Horshorn for just two years now, um, has been responsible for several of our most thought-provoking and impactful recent exhibitions, including Dark Matters, Out of the Ordinary, and Barbara Kruger, Belief Plus Doubt, which will be on view in the lower level until 2014. Please help me to welcome Melissa Ho. Well, thank you very much for joining me today for this gallery talk. I'm really pleased to have a chance to speak about this work by Salvatore Scarpita called Snowshoe Sled from 1974, because it only entered our collection last year as a gift, and we were incredibly happy to receive it, and really excited that we were able to put it on view so quickly as a highlight of this exhibition over under next. Um, Scarpita is a really unique and fascinating figure in the story of post-war American art, and that's partly because while he was certainly American, he was born in New York City and he grew up in Los Angeles, his career did not follow a straightforwardly American path. Um, his father was a sculptor and born in Italy and had studied in Italy before coming to the US. And when Scarpita was just 17, he decided that he wanted to go to Italy to study art. And he ends up spending more than 20 years there. Um, and considering that those years were between 1936 and 1958, um, as you can imagine, this is a very tumultuous and consequential moment to be an American living in Italy. So in the years um, when he first arrives um, until the war, he's basically living as an Italian, he has his relatives in Sicily who are able to help integrate him. He learns Italian. Um, he fairly quickly becomes a full-time student at the Fine Arts Academy in Rome. But then once the US enters the war in 41, he finds himself essentially um, living behind enemy lines. So he spends out the war years partly under surveillance uh, in an internment center outside of Rome, partly in hiding in the mountains of central Italy among a group of anti-fascist resistance fighters and other escaped foreigners. And finally, um, after uh, the southern part of Italy is occupied by the Allies, his group is able to escape across the line and cross over into the the safe zone for them. Um, and at that point, Scarpita joins the US Navy and he spends the next year and a half or two um, working for the Navy as a translator and also as a monuments man, which is to say he's one of the US soldiers who helps in the effort to recover artifacts and works of art that had been looted uh, during the war or displaced or hidden during the war. Um, so even after the war, he stays in Italy. Um, and it's in Rome that he has his first exhibitions. It's in Rome where he has his um, sort of break first breakthrough as an artist. Uh, for all those reasons, uh, even though he came, comes back to the US in, at the end of 1958, um, with an offer from the legendary dealer Leo Castelli to show him at his gallery in New York. That's what lures him back to New York eventually. He lives out the rest of his life in the US. He 
passed away in 2007. But nonetheless, uh, this, is, this history is why he uh, is more well-known, his work is still more well-known in Italy than it is in America, and at different times he has certainly been mistaken as an Italian. Um, Scarpita was a very inventive artist who had a very wide-ranging practice. He made objects that you might describe as paintings, he made objects that you might describe as sculptures, and he made lots and lots of works that fall in that fascinating zone in between those categories. Um, but there's three bodies of work in particular that I'd like to, that I find notable and that I'd like to describe for you today. The earliest are what Scarpita called at first his extramurals, and which later became more widely known as his wrapped or bandaged uh, paintings. And these were works that he began in the 1950s when he's still living in Rome and continues into uh, the 60s when he's back in America. And essentially these are constructions using um, stretcher bars or metal armatures where he wraps uh, torn uh, pieces of canvas or fabric and later it's things like bandages, uh, st straps, uh, pieces of elastic and they bulge out from the picture plane and they leave these sort of gaps in between that are look rather wound-like. Um, the second body of work that I'd like to mention are his race cars. And there's actually sort of two chapters to that story. There's a group of race cars that he made in the 1960s. And those are very faithful, um, carefully um, handmade in some, in at least one instance, hand-carved from wood. Very uh, exact facsimiles of 1930s style dirt track race cars, the kinds of cars that Scarpita was fascinated by when he was a child in California and he would go to the Speedway and watch that kind of uh, car racing. Um, so those largely non-functional cars that he made in the 60s are followed up with uh, by a body of work in the 80s, which are actually fully functional race cars. Um, and at that time, he uh, took the step of, of establishing um, a sprint car racing team that was sponsored by his gallerist, Leo Castelli. Uh, so that's a really interesting episode in his career. And thirdly, there are the sleds, um, of which this is one. And these were made mostly in the 1970s. Um, and to me, the sleds combine the symbolism and the concerns of the wrapped paintings and the race cars in a really poignant an interesting way. Um, the wrapped paintings, which as I mentioned were made basically in the decade, starting in the decade following the, the conclusion of World War II, very much allude to the trauma of that war. And Scarpita was not alone in responding in this way to the unprecedented destruction of World War II. There was an exhibition just this past year at LA MOCA called Destroy the Picture, which explores exactly that phenomenon where you have artists around the world in that post-war period literally attacking the conventional uh, painting apparatus, the picture plane, and the, as a response in an allusion to the sort of existential crisis of World War II. Um, and this was probably particularly true in countries that had been directly touched um, by war. So in Italy, you have uh, Alberto Burri, um, Lucio Fontana, along with Scarpita, who are doing things like burning the canvas, cutting the canvas. And in, in, in Japan, you have Shimamoto puncturing his canvases. So it seems relevant, it seems interesting that although he's an American, Scarpita is 
in Europe throughout the war period and in the post-war period, and he's directly experiencing life under occupation, life near the front lines. And this is an experience that, that American civilians, at least, have never had to contend with. Um, so there is a sense of implied violence and literal tension in these stretched, bandaged, wrapped canvases. But there's also a sense um, of survival and healing. Uh, and I think that that combination of endurance and healing is echoed here in this carefully wrapped sled, which I should mention is made entirely from found objects. So at this time when he's making this work, Scarpita has a studio in New York City, and he regularly is out on the streets scavenging objects um, from junk piles or uh, castaway things to make his works with. And so other sleds in the series are made from things like discarded Christmas trees or um, in this case, um, you can see there's, there's sort of pared down um, uh, skis, snow skis. In others, there's things like furniture, old hockey sticks. And then he's carefully wrapped it by hand, so it's already a handmade thing, and then he's wrapped it in, in cloth and covered it in a, in a waxy resin. And the result is something that feels not dissimilar from a, a mummified body, something that's been carefully preserved. Um, there's something very tender about the way it's been wrapped. The sled also, for, uh, for me, evokes a rescue sled, you know, something that you would carry a human body on to safety. And um, the stretched canvas that goes with these sleds, because most of this, the works in this series pair uh, what, uh, you know, what is probably most easily described as a, a stretched painting canvas with an object, the, the fabric used for that backdrop is actually... Um, a found object is not an art material. It, they're medical drapes. So they're the kinds of drapes that are used either in childbirth or in surgery. So it's either that, that um, hole is either alluding to your passage into this world or possibly the violation of a human body in, in surgery. Um, now, what's echoed in this work from the race cars is this theme of travel and movement. But whereas, of course, the motion of racing is defined by high speed, and it's also prescribed by a track where you're going around and around and around, something like this sled alludes much more to a nomadic, wandering kind of motion. Um, it's the most primitive means of transportation. It's a means of transportation that's very connected to travel by foot. And there are statements by Scarpita that suggest that certainly for him, it represented solitary travel, um, the kind of lonely searching or voyage that an artist embarks on in studio. Um, and moreover, that the freight that you're carrying with you on that kind of journey is human emotions and human memory. He said in an interview, why wheels? Why wheels? You've been dragging your feelings around the world for 56 years. Why drive it? Drag it. That's what you're doing. So I dragged it and it worked. And so I feel like this work points to this existential 
condition of human life, that we're all moving through uh, the world on our own and we're carrying with us um, the accumulation of our experiences and our, our feelings. And that's what I find um, very moving about this piece. I think there's a simultaneous feeling of loneliness, but also self-sufficiency of sort of vulnerability, but really um, resource, human resourcefulness, especially in the way that he's, he's wrought this, um, this primitive means of transportation literally from trash on the street. Um, so Scarpita is a really, as I said, a really fascinating um, and quite singular figure in American art. And we're so pleased to have his work in our collection now. And I'm happy to take questions about him and his work, if anybody has any. Any of his cars available for uh, to see? Well, most of his cars, the question was, are any of his race cars available to see? Um, most of his cars are in, are owned in collections in Italy um, and elsewhere in Europe, because as I mentioned before, he is much more well-known in Europe than he is in America. But there are a few in the US. Um, they're right now all in private collections. They have been shown a couple times. Any other questions? Thank you for joining me. <laughs>